We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If I ventured in the slipstream This episode of Inside Golf Podcast is brought to you by rickrenkit.com. It is a short week for Torrey Pines, but I will still have all of my premium articles out probably by the time you're listening to this podcast. My course breakdown, one of the most extensive ones I've ever done, by the way, which is ironic because I really don't even like this golf course. Uh, But I had a lot to say about Reese Jones, about why putting on POA is so difficult, about what narratives at a course like Torrey Pines are worth paying attention to, my full model input breakdown, uh, why there are certain things that I think are more important than others at Torrey Pines. This is a tournament that I've had a lot of success at over the years. The 2021 U.S. Open was really my first good DraftKings week in my life. Um, I've played this course. I've been to this tournament four times. It's just a tournament and an event that I feel like I have a really good feel for. So definitely be sure to check that out as well as my final DraftKings thoughts uh, later this week or later this afternoon, I should say. I think this is a great DraftKings week if you're willing to get a little bit uncomfortable. Um But that article will be out a little bit later this afternoon. So, you know, that one takes some time, but you'll still have enough time to make your lineups. Uh, But right now is really a great time to sign up. Seems like the site is really thriving right now. Just anecdotally, um, I get way more messages about it than I used to. It just seems like people are really loving some of the changes loving a lot of the content, loving the fantasy golf stuff. And the stuff that we're most excited for hasn't even come yet. We have like this massive overhaul, which will bring in like 50 new model inputs. If you are a model person, you will be be able to build the most in-depth models you can possibly imagine. Plus a lot more tools, trending ownership, stuff like that. Um, that stuff hasn't even come yet. That's in like a couple weeks, I think Riviera week. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're not already a member at rickrenget.com, 
I hope you give it a chance. Um, it is the best place to reach me for any questions. If you want to talk to me about fantasy golf or DraftKings questions or whatever, I would say that you have like a 50 X more likely chance to re reach me, um, speed wise on the Rick rent good Slack channel. than you do through Twitter DMS. So sign up today using promo code Andy. That is the important part. If you want to help me out, it goes a really long way when you take the extra seconds to type that in when you sign up. And uh, it means a lot to me. And when I find out how many people do that, I'm always incredibly humbled. Um, And it continues to make me just more motivated to put everything I've got into all the work I do over there and continue to work my ass off to make this the best, most necessary site out there for golf betting and golf DFS. All right. Coming up on this podcast, my very good friend, Brian Kirshner, catching up on a wide variety of topics, including our picks for Tory Pines. Um, there's a player on the board this week that I actually think is the best value, not just in this tournament, but in any tournament I've seen in like months. I think based on course fit, my model, field strength, and the pricing of all the other players, I think it's the most egregious number I've seen in some time. So we talk about that. We talk about ROM. We talk about some under the radar long shot shot picks that are great, you know, top 20 bets and uh, and DraftKings options. And then at the end, we talk NFL Conference Championship Week and provide more hashtag picks for who's going to the Super Bowl. So this is a jam-packed episode, ton of great stuff in here, and we hope you enjoy it as much as we did. So without further ado, Let's talk to Brian. All right. Brian Kirshner is here. How are you, Brian Kirshner? Andy, how you doing, man? Uh, it, it's been a little bit. Has it? to be back on IGP. Yeah, I guess it has. When was the last time that you were back? I think it we was. We did uh, press cups with uh, with Capper. Right. So when was the last time you've been on individually? It's been uh, a minute. Travelers, my event. Travelers, my event. Uh, Zandy won. I told you it was a horrible play. And then he went on to win. That is that was the last time I was on IGP. Um, you went to that one too, right? Yeah, that that is like my hometown event. It's the only one on the East Coast. I'll be there every year. Which is so ridiculous, a... by yeah. the way, that yeah. they don't have a fucking PGA tour event every year in the New York area. Yeah, like, last how, year was how great. dumb is that? Yeah, last year was great because TPC Potomac, that was close enough where I could go. And then the BMW Championship was close enough. But now I just got one, you know, PGA Championship up in the air. I got some friends at Oak Hill that kind so of I would, in there. So, I mean, so you've we got to figure you've out how we're going. Me- you've got some member friends at Oak Hill. At <laughs> some members at Oak Hill, dude? So can I ask you, like, where are you coming? What's the deal? No, I want to go. Like, Can I absolutely. get you in for free? No. No, that's that's fine. Like, I like going to golf tournaments. But being someone like that watches it every single weekend and is used to seeing everything and hopefully having a guy mix in a, a guy in the mix on Sunday, it's really hard to track everything in person at tournaments. And 
the groups worth watching are usually two and three people deep. And the people that no one's following, it, like, it doesn't matter. Like, you're just watching for your own enjoyment. So I like going to golf tournament if it's, like, 75 bucks to go and it's, like, close. But, like, 300 bucks to just walk in for, like, one day, it's, yeah. it, it's a little bit much. But I'll probably yeah. do it just because there are so little events on the East Coast and there's little majors on the East Coast. I know we got the cock coming up in three years, I think. Um, We'll, we'll be there, Hyundai. Oh, we'll hundred um, percent be at oh, the cock. Easy, yeah. easy. I fucking love the cock. You, you have no idea how much I fucking love that place. So I will absolutely be there. Yeah, I think I think we'll come up for Oak Hill. Maybe just like Saturday. Maybe take off Friday. But like, we'll we'll see. We'll be there like one day. But like six hundred bucks to go to a golf tournament for two weeks, two days. Like it's a, it's a bit much. It's a bit would, much for me. Would you drive or fly? I I would probably fly if the, if the really? if, dude the drives really not that bad from Long Island it like kind of I don't know we'll, we'll see I mean flights to from Long Island to Rochester like really shouldn't be that much but like PGA Tour week like PGA Championship weekend like it might be a little bit more but we'll see I, I don't know if I want to drive like fourteen hours like I have to, to I, yeah I have to go there in April. I'm a hundred percent driving. Wait, let me ask you this question too, because I was like, I, I don't know if this is a hot take at all, but I totally agree with you about like being frustrated by not being able to know what's going on in terms of like how the tournament's actually shaking out. So I'm going to the masters this year with my dad. This is something me and my dad have been talking about for like, my entire life is like going to the masters together and he's getting up there in age you know everyone says about the masters like don't underestimate the walk it's super freaking hilly so you know my dad's about to turn 75 if we're gonna do this like we we, we gotta do it now and he asked me what days would be your preferred days to go and i said honestly I'd want to go there on Wednesday for a practice round because I think that would be interesting. And then, you know, maybe we can live stream it up on Wednesday night and provide the hashtag inside info. But then I said, I'm kind of down for like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because I don't know if I want to be at an at Augusta without a phone following one group having no fucking idea what's going on in like the macro situation of the tournament. Like, you know how at the masters it's always fun because like you have 13 and 15, which are both birdie holes. And then you have that Sunday pen on 16 where like it's a hole in one potential. So you always at the masters has a guy that makes a charge. Right. And like, I wanted to watch the tournament on Sunday unfold over a television. And my dad was like shocked. He was like shocked that I didn't want to go on Sunday, but it's like, yeah, you kind of, I kind of like going like early in the week and then watching at home over the weekend. I think that's an excellent plan. You know, Mr. Lack, he, he's an amazing person, but I'm not sure yeah, if you he guys, knows ball. you guys really hit like, it off. <laughs> I'm not sure if your dad knows ball. Like, so I don't know if like he like understand, but no, the thing about what do you it mean is that if the he master, knows ball, like he does, like the masters is a great television product, like, oh, over the weekend. Brian, and like, we have a lot of television different- for like, 
50 years. Yes, like we have will. a lot, we have a lot of things going on Saturday and Sunday, DraftKings lineups, bets. And like, I think that's totally fine to want to watch it on TV instead of being there. I never thought about um, the no phone situation because then you really can't tell Dude. exactly what's going on. So no, I think that's a perfect plan. Thursday, Friday, you get the full experience. You could follow your guys. Like you don't have to follow. If you have a guy in the mix, i.e. John Rahm, eight to one, like you don't have to follow him with everyone and their mothers. Like you could probably get him on, you know, Thursday, Friday, and then watch him win um, over the weekend. So, yeah, I, I think that's a good plan. I think right. uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then watch on uh, over the weekend. And then we're going um, and then I am driving from Augusta, which is like a only a two hour drive to our buddy uh kyle's place for the heritage which i wish you could have joined us for so that yeah, should I be know. fun so going yeah. to the heritage this year for the first time ever designated too, which event is, which is an, an an elevated one yeah so i guess all the big guys are gonna go me and all the big guys are gonna go straight to hilton head yeah no it, i i you know i i have some friends in hilton head i've been there a bunch of times it's a great town a lot of fun is it is it fun I mean, it's definitely like a little bit of like an older demo, um, but I know the spots there, like actually um, where you we, where you'd want to hang out and, and meet some younger like people. The, the tap house of like oh, the, the tap room, spot, ta tap tap room. room. yeah, like those uh, types of spots. Yeah, yeah. They actually they just opened a tap room like five minutes from my office, like on Main Street, like right Shut next up. to the bagel place that you no love. No way. Two floor tap room, dude. Crazy vibes. No fucking way. Dude, they're okay. expanding. They're expanding. Dude, so no way I can get you out to LACC this year, then, huh? No, no, that's <laughs> that's, and then travelers next. The week, house, like, the house event. that we, the house that we stayed at at the Palisades is like ten minutes away from, from yeah LACC. No, that um, I was looking on the Google Earth once you and Steve did the preview pod. Like the houses around LACC are like truly like the most unbelievable estates like I've ever seen. Like that is the most prime real estate in the world. Like golf courses. It is, no, quite up. literally. It like is literally, the like most, legitimately. The second, I mean, Central Park is the only other place you can make an argument for as the most expensive piece of real estate in the country. Dude, the Playboy Mansion is on the 13th tee. Uh, amazing. Like, it's right like, there. It's, it's on the 13th tee. <laughs> Like the amount of like fifty million dollar houses you could put on LACC, like a, mm, a crazy it's, amount. It's 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 they're a little more than fifty million. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, I would an event that I would not recommend you come to California for is the Farmers Insurance Open, which is a really bad spectator event. Like I'm on the fence this year about going. I really want to go. But I do have a lot of other stuff. I have some fam other family stuff going on this weekend. But it it is such a bad spectator event. The way that it is set up with like where you park to like getting to where you want to go on the course, and every hole is the same there too. So it's just like you're there's not like a spot to go to. You know, there's not like a like a place to congregate or a spot to go to. But it's a tough one because 
I think the city of San Diego is like one of the five best cities in the country. Like I, I am so fucking out on Tory Pines and so fucking in on San Diego. I love San Diego. It, it can't have it all. Like it can't have the golf and the nightlife. I, I spent some time in San Diego. It's great. City. It's fun, really right? It. No, it's fun. Like on the beach, Pacific beach or whatever it's called. I don't know. Um, no, San Diego is a great city, but I would think that like the actual logistics of the event, like would be better give like the actual parking and like getting everywhere. Would oh, be parking's better. parking's easy, but it's just like, it's very spread out. So okay. once you park, it's really hard to, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of walking between like, it's, it's pretty spread out, I guess is the best way to explain it. So what day could you go? Like what day are you most free that like you would want to go? Well, the the local news station wanted to have me come uh cuz you know I'm boys with yeah. those guys Paul, shout out right? Lucy News. Yeah, Paul Rudy is the man. Yeah. They're live from the tournament on Tuesday. So like they have a booth like sitting at the tournament 6 a.m. through 10 a.m. previewing the tournament on Tuesday. So I almost went up for that. Like I, but you know, in a two day content, yeah. I have to put between, dude, between Mondays and Wednesdays every week of a regular PG, PGA tour event, I have to put out like 11 things, like 11 pieces of content. So to drive to San Diego on a Tuesday when I have six other pieces of content to put out that day, just no way. So I would, if I went, it would be like Wednesday or Thursday. I okay. Think. Yeah. No, are I mean, you, you got... are you in on the Wednesday start? I personally like working at nine to five. Like I don't really like it for, like for my productivity because like golf on three days instead of two, like while I'm working, like that's not really ideal. I have way less oblos than you. So like, it's not really like that pressing. Well, like you have way less obligations in the golf space than yeah. I do, but you also yeah. have a real job <laughs> yeah and the real job is like kind of killer right now i've just been absolutely swamped but it's all good man like it, it's all good so i don't like it for the aspect that you know three days while i'm at work golf's on and i'm tracking stuff but right. i do like a nice sunday outright sweat hopefully with some booze because you know i don't drink on sundays like i got work on monday so i like that it ends saturday like we could do a little day drinking well we also have um, two amazing football games on sunday oh yeah and then sunday like we go back and like yeah, I, it, it's a good sports weekend um uh, but 100 percent, like it may really makes no sense for them to do it on sunday because literally no one will watch no one's gonna watch and this like no one even watches like i feel weird watching the american express or the sony open like while football is going on i'm gonna have two screens (laughs) but like the average person isn't going to but i think the average fan is like okay yeah i'll watch farmers like um tiger woods 2008 rocket media like yeah I'll, i'll do it um so yeah literally no one would watch if it was on sunday truly so it, it's a good call it's a good thing for golf we get nance back like I, i'm excited for it it'll, it'll be a good event okay so in two days because we are recording this on like early evening monday kind of late afternoon for me but in two days we're going to see gosh can you think of a guy in a full field 
shorter than plus 450. When's the last time we've had a guy shorter than plus 450 in a full field? I can't no, think of one. No clue. I legitimately have no idea. Not, it was, not, it was, it was, not, not in our lifetime, right? No, it was Ram in Mexico. Lifetime, right? Ram in Mexico, but I don't know if that counts. Ram in Mexico good, was like plus 350. Good point. Um, really good. But point. yeah, like what, what's kind of your like state of the union on John Rom? Because I kind of feel like a real estate AF agent after like the 2008 crash like my like like my profession is just like coming in on me like everything's crumbling around me like it doesn't make sense to do my job anymore um because it's hard to hit out right it's like uh, like because people were kind of like this last year like they were like genuinely worried like rom's just gonna like win every event and he didn't and that was there was there was a period even with scotty scheffler where he won like three out of five or something like that and that already by then people were like, oh, all the fun is gone. I know, but I feel like the difference was was that Scotty was like 15 to like Scotty was like at bettable numbers through that run. Um, where kind like Ron he, 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 he had a he had a couple nine to one, ten to one weeks in there. But you're right, not ROM level. I mean, plus four fifty in a full field tournament, that is I think I think that's what Tiger was generally priced at in a full field tournament. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of crazy, but I'm like kind of like, look, everyone just chill out. Like, it's going to be OK. Like, I, I think that like a historic collapse had to happen for us to get his first one. And if that doesn't happen, people aren't having this argument. And then he had to go up against like. Davey T, who's like never played it like in a re- like he was. Super By the way, early. that tournament was there for the taking on Sunday. Yeah, hundred percent. Like it like, wasn't like even he was not- I, there Rob was, was a plus moment, odds at one point. There was a moment where I was like, "Dude, is this Taylor Montgomery? Is Taylor Montgomery going to win this thing? Is this happening? You know what I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about? There was a Taylor Montgomery moment yeah. there for a second, and then I think he fucked up on uh, the part. Yeah, three. he like literally shanked it. The, yeah, well, which is surprising because he's such a good iron player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Um, no, but like Ron was like plus odds. Like it wasn't like he was like the most dominant performance ever. Like it's okay, he's not winning Tory this week. Like we're good, we're gonna get it outright. Like it's fine. Like everyone just chill out. Like it's all good. But how do you feel? Like you basically already won your Ron Masters bet, right? Like, you know, you basically already won. You said he was going to win. Like, he's lost all the values gone. Like, you know, you basically won. Well, yeah, I do think he's going to win the Masters. I do feel good about that prediction anytime in all the season preview stuff that I did. But, yeah, I don't think he's going to be bettable at the Masters. So are you, like, upset because, like, you you didn't get in in time? Yeah, you you know, um. You know, there was, I don't know if it's still there. There was a 14 to one on ROM somewhere at the Masters like a week ago. Best That's available right now. Pretty damn good. Um, best available is 10 to one on FanDuel right now for John Rom to win the Masters. Is he lower than Rory now across the board? Rory's lowest is nine, but like there, yeah. I mean, he, in most places, they're both eight. But well, I would to... say I would say for Masters Week, just keep waiting. There's so many yeah. big tournaments between now and Masters Week, like Bay Hill, the fucking players, like all like all so many different things could happen between now and Masters Week. The thing that's frustrating to me about this week, and I'll use this to transition to start talking about the betting board for this week, is it doesn't feel like 
anybody went up because John Rom went down. It it basically just feels like okay, they put John Rom at plus four fifty this week, but even if John Rom was ten to one, the next group of the next group of the betting section would be exactly the same. Like, how is there not a twenty? on one of Will Zalatoris, Justin Thomas, Tony Finau, and Xander when you fucking ROM at plus 400. Yeah, that, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, I, I just it's I don't bullshit. really understand how they could do that. Um, like, I don't know if you could, like, do, like, is, does that, does their hold, like, increase? Like, wouldn't that come up in their hold? I'm not a sport. I don't, I'm not going to try and pretend like I know. But, like, yeah, it, it feels wrong. But I mean, that's just kind of what what we're dealing with this week. But I, I think maybe someone will drift. Maybe eighteens are popping back up on Willie Z. But yeah, I, I even they? thought like we were doing odds projections last night, and I thought Colin would be like twenty. Like I'm, yeah. I thought he would be the one that kind of like drifted up, and the best you could get on him Colin's is eighteen. Like, eight, like Colin's I, like eighteen to one everywhere. Yeah, sixteen I mean, some places. Yeah, he's he's twelve to one on Fanduel right now. But so I, I'm confused. Like it, I, this not good optics. Uh, but we're gonna bet it anyway, and we'll we'll try and yeah, they can. Yeah, that's the thing. They can get away with it. So as well as he the guy for you under twenty. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been kind of eyeing him at this event. I think ever since like. Uh, Luke List made that like tap in in the playoff. Like I think people have always kind of pegged Tory Ponds is just an amazing spot for Willie Z. It, um, it obviously, is. It just is. because he absolutely he shines on long, difficult golf courses, and he shines when you know the scores don't get super low. And again, he's just there's the guy was three three full strokes away from being a two-time major champion at 26 years old just last year and i think you just play him at his spots and i was very happy to get an 18 to 1 on him and i'm happy that it's available right now because i i believe it it is my favorite bet um under 20 to 1 and i again i think he's more talented to only have one win i think he's a way more polished talented golfer than he was at this time last year mm-hmm. and he was the only golfer in the top tw- top 10 last year to lose strokes putting so i, I think he he's a much better putter now so yeah will z 18 to 1 that that's an easy one for me I, i've been eyeing it for months do you have any concerns about the injury do you feel like he's fully healthy at this point have you seen enough from the two events that he's back where you're like okay this guy is 100 percent? yeah i mean the the actual like numbers haven't been unbelievable it's not like he's been gaining a crazy man on a they haven't been that bad either though yeah and like like, was was the amex ever going to be like a good event for zell no and like i was really impressed by the fact that he got to minus 20 at kapalua like in his first event back (laughs) Um, and I don't know, just kind of always tracking Willsey. He's been kind of peaking on Sundays. Like he's been going, his lowest rounds have been on Sundays, the last two events, if, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I know it I, definitely you, was you at, tell at me, TOC. you're, you're the Willie Z whisperer. Yeah. So like, I, I feel like this is his event. Um, I, I trust him to take down Rom if it gets to that point where I don't really know if I trust a lot of other people. Okay, and hold again, on, hold on one second. If it's a playoff between Will Z and Rom, you're not hedging. There's a th- there's, there's, there's and there's like it's kind of annoying to me because I know like I don't hedge. I'm not like opposed to it. I have done it before in certain situations, but like usually I would say like 85 percent of the time I don't hedge. But I don't 
necessarily agree with like the idea of shaming people for hedging. No, I hedge like straight up. Like I- I'm honest yeah. on IGP. Like if if it's a two man race, I will hedge. I will hedge for like a fraction of like what I'm going to win, but I'm not right. going out home like empty handed, and I'm yeah, not doing like a full no. hedge. Like I like if I have a ticket to win like three grand, like I'll throw like five hundred the other way, like just to kind of cover me for the week. Like that's yeah. my philosophy on it because. Again, it's very hard to hit outrights. And when you have a guy firmly, firmly in contention to win, and he only has to beat one other person, don't come away empty-handed and throw a little bit the other way. That's what my take on it. And that's kind of how I approach things. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you know who I'm betting under 20 to one? Do you I don't. Guess? We we haven't chatted. I mean, I usually place your bets um, for you, uh, but you did not ask me to place this one. I know you're kind of a slut for JT, and mm. I, but I think you were kind of expecting a little bit of a better number on him. I know you love Xander, obviously, but 12 to one. I mean, that's not really great. I'm not really sure if you think he's hashtag back yet. Finau, I don't know if he'll be on, but he's at a decent number. Uh, I'll go JT just because you always bet him. You're right. Although I was really close on Willie Z. I really do endorse the Willie Z play this week. I really hope his DraftKings ownership is palatable because he will definitely be in the DraftKings mix for me. And I will definitely, I have like between like a home league three entries in Mayo and one entry in the big Rick run good one. I have like six one and done. So I'll definitely be at least one of those. But yeah, I went with JT because I just felt that 16 presented the most value in this section of how good of a player is. Like I, I still at the end of the day, Maybe a controversial take now. Like I still at the end of the day think that Justin Thomas is a better golfer than Tony Finau and Xander Shoffley, just overall. I mean, he's 28 years old and has 15 wins in two majors. If he dropped dead tomorrow, he'd be like the 57th greatest golfer to ever tee it up based on the resume that he has. So I thought that 16 to one on JT was like, I thought it was the best number for all the elite players but and but i thought that again i thought it would be a little bit higher because jt's been good here but it's not like he's been as good as tony finau here 
And it's not like he's been playing well. He's been playing like shit. Yeah, I mean, other than that shot he had out of the bushes, like on no laying up, like I haven't really seen much uh, much out of him. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I remember last year, like JT was like firmly, firmly in the mix for the first two days and kind of fell back a little bit over the weekend. Like that, I remember that happened like, at the U.S. Open at Tory yeah, too. He like, was like um, there for a little bit and then fell back. Yeah, like I, I vividly remember like Rom being like one twenty, like plus one twenty, and JT being like plus four hundred, like on on Thursday or whatever, like two days in. Um, and he's kind of faulted over the weekend. But yeah, I, I endorse the play. My only concern is like, is this a big enough for him event for him to win? Like he only wins big events. Like this isn't one of the five biggest it's events. Weird, right? So it's just like I, I don't know if like he'll get it done because he only gets it done at the five biggest events of the year, but I, I endorse the play 16 to one good number. And uh, I wish you the best of luck. Okay. Last question on this range before we go deeper. Um, would you play ramen DraftKings? Because DraftKings finally nutted up for the first time in like forever and did not give a soft price on him, which I love because it's like, okay, let's finally get people to make some tough decisions up here. Yeah. But would you play ramen DraftKings? I haven't really like made any lineups, obviously, because like you know it's a little bit early and like what if you had to guess content? What what do you think his ownership is? If you just Um, wild guess, because he's really highly priced. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I I would assume like 28 percent, maybe. Would he he would be? I would think he would be about 28 percent. But that's just kind of like a, a random number. I haven't made any lineups, so I don't know like how easy it is to build like around him. But I would assume if I played him, I couldn't play Will Z, which I obviously want a ton of this week. And I think the philosophy comes back to like you talked about. I know we were talking about earlier that in the group this is, chat too, like how yeah, I was like this about is kind of I don't a think tough this week. is the week to go dumpster diving. And you kind of have to if you're playing John Rom, right. right? But like I his floor is like T eight. Yeah, it's tough. I and, don't like. I don't see him uh, finishing. I, I would say top. that I'll play John Rom in DraftKings because I would like to like tout it on Twitter. Like if I play him, <laughs> like I would just like to tell people I play John Rom on DraftKings because I mean it's a tough decision to make. So yeah, I'll play. I'll play some John Rom, but like I, you know, DraftKings, it, it's kind of been you know wishy washy. Yeah, I'll play a couple. Lines, Have you been? Yeah, I feel like Rom. you're. I feel like you're kind of cooler on DraftKings. Yeah, it's, it's tough, dude. Like it's tough. It's hard, man. Um, it's hard. It's a you gotta like stick with it for an uncomfortable yeah. period of time yeah. and be comfortable <laughs> losing money like eight weeks in a row, which yeah, no, is like, really fucking uncomfortable. I really like DFS when I have a little bankroll going on DK. Um, which I had for a while, it's gone. I have no money in DK anymore. So it's like, yo, like, am I really going to like deposit a hundred bucks to just play DraftKings this week? Like knowing full well, it's probably gone. Like that's kind of a tough task for me at the moment. Like I'd rather just bet outrights. Um, Will you just rock, way. do you rock single entries? Yeah. Now? Yeah. Like well, 33, you, you, 12. You, you like dabbled, 75. you dabbled into the, uh, to the 150 a couple times last yeah year. yeah but like i just like I, I don't like to be uncomfortable you have to be uncomfortable to play dfs like <laughs> i'm just playing my best plays like so it's tough like i'm i'm kind of like i'm kind of hashtag out on dfs currently <laughs> at the moment okay who's your next guy after zal i don't have like 
you know, we're being honest. Like, I do not, I do not have one. That's okay. This, like, that's good. No, range. we can, like, we can the talk moment. through. Like, I mean, is there anyone that you want to like talk about that you're thinking about that you want to discuss or hear a second opinion on? Like, I like Homo was like, you know, I'm in a lot of, a lot of guys like chats one. and Homo, what like he was popping, like people were like vibed up on Homo Sunday night, like West coast guy wins, like actually has win equity, which I think is kind of tough in this field. And a lot of people don't, um, a lot of people around him don't feel like they could win Sanjay, Jason day, Taylor Montgomery, Matt McNeely, like these guys don't win. Like they just don't win. And then you're getting max at the same price and it's just like yeah like you should probably just go with the guy that presents the most win equity so i i think that's a good play but my gut isn't in it at um at the moment but i could very well get around on it um i know you're you know a big fan of his work after a nice 2-0 start in our fantasy league um <laughs> taylor montgomery 12th place here last year no form like playing really good golf right now, just dialed on approach, like just sticking everything. Do you to think three this is feet. the time to hop on to Montgomery? Because I don't be think he can question. win. Like I don't think he's ready to win yet. Really interesting. No, I don't. Okay. Like I just I don't like he he gets his first taste of contention last week and then just goes out and wins his next event. Like I don't know. Like, but do you think? My question is: Do you think his putting ability and prowess? Is a bigger. He's also very good on POA. He's good on POA. He put limited, well le, limited, limited size, but he's but yes. he's good on POA. Do you think his like prowess with the putting, like, helps him more at like the Amex or a place like Tory? Good question. I would say the Amex, like in general, but I wouldn't underestimate the importance of POA putting this week. You know, this is the hardest. This is the hardest course to make putts on inside 10 feet on the PGA tour. So like, get ready to tell, yeah. like if you're one of those guys, that's expecting watching shot every tracker, eight footer to go. Yeah. If you're one of those guys that's going crazy on shot tracker on Thursday and Friday, just like, I'm just warning you right now. Like you are going to see guys miss a lot of putts inside 10 feet. Yeah, no, I, I I'm ready for it. Um, especially have you ever down. putted on POA before? Um, was none I of mean, the like, courses that we played we in. Played, LA no, then I've never putted on, uh, never putted on POA. Yeah. Um, I don't it. think, but I you know, I'm kind of like T Montgomery, like my putting game just kind of travels <laughs> everywhere. Like I just, you know, I just, my putting is just, is great. Um, but I, I know you're going with a little bit of a value play on, on Decky. You're just, wait, wait, we'll get to Decky in a second. So can I just ask you, so are you, between Homa and and Montgomery, because yeah, like, like here's here's the thing, like you have room to bet another guy under thirty five to one, yeah, with Zalatoris, and like as we've talked about many times, I do not think that this is an event to go above like seventy or eighty to one. I just don't. Yeah, no, Sanjay not winning, Day not winning, McNeely not winning, Siwoo not winning, like. I don't really know about Decky. So like, there's just a lot of guys like I don't think can win. Those are the only two that I'm. Why don't you like? And I don't even think Montgomery can win. Why don't you like Sungjae? I kind of think this is a good like bounce back for him. Yeah, no, I remember he firmly was in the mix going into Sunday. Like he, he was. Like, if he shot low on Sunday, like he could have won. He didn't. Um, I don't know. I'm just like, I just, I just, he doesn't win enough. Like I know it's very hard to win 
on tour, but like 22 to one here. Like I just like Max Homa is like doubles the win on him and he's three points higher. Like people are always waiting for Sanjay to come around. And I agree that he's extremely talented. Um, Like I bet him one time he didn't win. Like I'm just giving up. Like you, you, like I bet him once already this season. He didn't win. Like I just, I'm out. Like I'm just done. (laughs) Well, if you're asking me the question of who I would rather bet between Montgomery or Homa, it would be Homa. Although Montgomery is growing on me after a certain point. Like I'm not going to start playing him. Don't get me wrong because I, I don't think you hop in now, but at, kind of like a bird's eye view. I do think that there's a pretty good golf course for him because the second best thing that he has going for him is that he hits the ball a long way off the tee. He can't hit an iron to save his life, but he hits the ball a long way off the tee. So I would say that at a course like Torrey Pines, his distance is going to give him more of an advantage that some of the other courses that he's already played well on, like you know, Sony open and Fortinet and shit like that. Um, but I would, I still think home is the better play even at the, hasn't the home number gotten hit too though. Yeah. Like there's the a 25 I, available. Like okay, I, I'd what, be okay with that. Were there any thirties this morning? I think for a very brief amount of time, I woke up early and then I just fell back asleep. Do you and wake had... up extra early on Monday morning? <laughs> well, yeah, I do because I have more stuff to do on Monday. So I'd like to be in the office a little bit earlier. And then I had a dream that Zal was 30, like like this morning. And I woke up and then I was 18. I was like, okay, it's fine. Um, but um, yeah, no, I I I really gotta see. And I feel like it's very reminiscent of Zal. Like, I'm not saying they're comparable players, but like Zal before he was truly known, this was before his runner-up at the Masters, T12 at the Farmers. Next time he comes around, he's like extremely popular, um, a much better golfer, a much more experienced golfer. And I think he's going to be in the mix. So I, I don't know. I, I have to make that call. I'm, I'm going to yeah. make a decision. I just uh, think the difference between Zalatoris and Montgomery is that Zalatoris is like a generational ball striker. Yeah. Like if you ask people that are like, involved in the game and go to PGA tour events every week, they will like, they will tell you that Zalatoris is the best ball striker in the world. Yeah. Like he had, he is just the best pure ball striker in the world. And Taylor Montgomery on the other hand is having one of the best putting seasons of like the last 20 years. So I, you know, maybe it is a season, right? Like Cam Smith kind of did it for a season. Montgomery's actually putting better this year than Cam Smith did last year. So far we're early in the season, Um, but like Cam Smith kept it up for a season, but Montgomery is literally, you know, I'm crazy with stats and history. Montgomery is literally having like a generational putting season. Yeah, no, it, it, it's 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 fun to see, um, but maybe maybe I'll get it done this week. Yeah, I think going for me, I just like what Hideki at forty six to one is not just the best value on the board; it is the best bet that I have seen in a very long time, like in any tournament. Hideki at forty six to one in this field is the best bet that I have come across. I thought 35 was crazy. Yeah. You're ready to go on that. No interest. I can't sell you at all on him. 
Not not at the moment. I, I agree. Like in literally no world should he be like 10 points higher than Mav McNeely. Like no disrespect to Mav McNeely, but like he, I don't really think he's that good. So yeah, I'm and he hasn't won. And Deck is a master's champ. I, I don't know what it is. Like I don't really know why. Is it a health are... thing? I think it's a health thing. I think people just like he's had too many times where he just like withdraws. And I think people are just like scared to click him. Yeah, I mean, like he's been fine. I mean, the irons were popping um, at the Sony game. Five on approach, just they lost were. the off everything. the tees. The off the tee's been bad. That yeah. is the one drawback. The off the tee has been bad. Is that? I mean, that's obviously worrisome on a course like this. But I think it's a good bet because, like we've talked about, there's just not a lot of great value. And like golf betting is a numbers game, and he's at a good number, and he's a freaking Masters champ, and you bet him at forty six to one in this field, and you make enough. You make enough of those bets at really good numbers, then you know you hit a few of them. So yeah, I, I think it's a great play. I, I have no no beef with uh with the decky pick. So who else then? Because we're running like the it, what's interesting. Have you noticed this? There's like there's such a smaller section of guys this week between fifty and hundred. Like, have you noticed that it's way yeah. smaller this week? It jumps quick. Like it, it, it jumps, jumps quick. quick. Like it yeah, jumps it's really like once quick, you yeah. once you get past like Sahith and JJ Spawn and like Justin Rose and Cameron Davis in the fifties, I mean it gets to one hundred and eighty yeah. pretty damn quickly. Yeah, like there was a book I was looking at. I can't remember which book it was where they literally had no one between sixty and eighty. They just <laughs> jumped from sixty to eighty. Yeah, it was like no, it was, it's it was weird. Like Keegan at sixty. And then Alex Smalley at 80 and it just like, so it's like, that's what I, I have room for one more guy. So I, what what odds, uh, thirties in the thirties, um, or, you know, two guys in the seventies or eighties, but I've bet JT at 16 Hideki at 46 and obviously Cameron Davis at 55. So I have room for like one more guy and, no idea what to do. I I'm not betting Maverick McNeely or Taylor. No. I do think like Maverick McNeely is like kind of a good course fit. Like I do think I, I agree well. with you. Yeah, I like I, I like he he's long off the tee. He's a good long iron player. Great putter. Great. He's not putter. a good long iron player. Okay. I mean, you know, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> um, but someone I, I do like that absolutely cannot win this week. But I like him as a DraftKings play. I like him first round leader. This is a Keegan Bradley course. You play Keegan Bradley on difficult conditions. Why don't you, you just him bet him outright then? Because he's not going to win. The, Keegan Bradley is not winning this event. Like literally zero percent chance. Um, like he's not. Well, gonna then why don't why don't you just months. bet one more guy at the top then? Because like I kind of agree with you, but like why like don't yeah, you I just, just I don't. Yeah. I already bet some like other long shots that like again probably aren't gonna win. Hill. Um. I bet Wendy C. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking. He got he got hammered on Bookmaker. And like I'm kind of a Wendy C guy. Wait, did he um, really? Hammered. Like hammered. He's like 55 on Bookmaker and he opened at like 80. So that is big time eyeball emoji. What's the best I, number you what what number did you get? I bet an 80. Okay. Are 80 still available? Yeah, 80s okay. are out there. We'll, um, we'll, ready we'll to be, go. We'll, We'll be in touch um, on that. But yeah, he back. he's got he got he's got some pop off the tee. Um he he's above average distance. Um dude, and... he's like one of the he's like the fifth longest player on the yeah. PGA tour. 
Yeah, so I, I bet Wendy at 80, again, like, this really makes no sense what I'm saying. Like, he's not going to win. Like, there's no chance that Wendy can win. Like, Luke List at 80 last year versus, like, Wendy at 80 last year. Like, there's just no real um, God, comparison. Luke really 80 last year? Yeah, that like was he... a huge whiff. Like, Such by a everyone whiff. that Every... didn't. Because anybody who ran a model, he was at the top. He there was, was the only player in my model that was even close to John Rom, and I immediately was just like, "Nah, he can't win. No chance. Yeah, I'm not no. doing it." I, like the, it was tr- like the it, I remember tweeting like the guy that popped in everyone's model, like the most popular long shot, like super high owned on DraftKings, like perfect course but never wins, like just wins at eighty to one. Like it was, yeah, that right. was crazy. And then like. I like we bet a bunch of other guys like long shots that like had no chance. Um, so yeah, him winning last year, that was one of the more obvious long shots like of all time. Yeah, um, I don't think Wendy falls into that category yet. No. Like he definitely wasn't second yeah. in my model. He's not a yeah. good iron player yet, which is I- really frustrating because he kind of does everything else well. Like he is a sneaky, really good short game, and he is like yeah. awesome on POA. Yeah, no, I, I, he's 14th around the green, eighth in proximity from 200 plus. Like, I like it. I'm going to play him in DraftKings. Like, I think this is a good spot for him. So, yeah, Wendy 80 to one. Like, I'm down. Like, I, I'm ready to go. Um, on him, I know you, I don't know if you were, uh, but do you like Kurt? Like, Kurt seems like he should be a good player. Like, are yeah. you just you just don't think he's he's gonna win and you don't want to bet him? Like, what, like, what's your hesitation with uh, with Kurt K this week? No hesitation, just been a busy Monday, but I think you've kind of, like I said, I have room for one guy in the 30-ish range, and you've pretty much talked me into now making that like a two-pack of guys in the Wendy and and Kurt range. So maybe, maybe that second guy ends up being Kurt. Let's look at the other guys that I've written down potentially in that range that I like. Yeah, it's... Like it's Kurt, it's Gary Woodland, it's, I mean, I like, I actually like Grio a bit. And then it's like the other guys that hit the ball a mile off the tee that I'm going to play, like Will Gordon and yeah. Callum Tarrant. You yeah. know what I mean? So I, like I bet Will, I bet Will Gordon at 140 to one uh, this morning. Um, so that's, that was just kind of yeah, like, I like may end up joining you. I may just bet Wendy C and Will Gordon and call it a day. Yeah. Know? I I mean, they're not winning. <laughs> they're not like truly like we did, they're not winning this event, but like they're good. And like, I, I feel like I, you agree, like betting long shots, like you're just kind of betting guys you're high on that you think are very talented. Why don't you um, bet the each way then? Because you have access. Yeah, I'm, to I'll throw a top five on. Like I'll throw him a hundred percent. Are you, like, are you one of the guys that anytime you bet a guy above, I don't know, 30 to one, you attach the top five. Not really. I should though. Not that yeah, it, you, it I think always... you should. You should. Yeah, no, I will this week, but yeah, no, Will Gordon, I think is a slam dunk play. His best surface is POA. Um, he's a well above average off the tee averages three twenty one, and he gained, he gained a lot putting at this event. Yeah. in twenty. One, he gained seven strokes putting at the farmers. I am OG Willie G 140 to one with the top five each way. Like that's on the card. Like Willie G he, he's a good player. Like he's got talent. 
Okay, is there anyone else you want to talk about before we talk about some football? Is but yeah, Ben Taylor. He's a ball striking bastard. I like Ben Taylor. Um, two hundred to one, like DK DFS. potential yeah. right up. Wait, like, so so you're like my coworker at Odds Checker now. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for like telling me. Yeah, no, my bad. Like, thanks for like reaching out. Like, appreciate it. <laughs> uh, but no, I I think I think Ben Taylor's good. Like, he's yeah, I popping. think he's good too. He's on one of my fantasy teams, and he's a good and he's a good ball striker. And like, I kind of like the way he's, he looks. He's, he's he he puts really well too. Yeah, he's just like a weird like like large like Euro guy. He's a bloke, um, right? He's yeah, British. he's a, he's a top bloke. Um, and he he played well in the corn ferry. Like, big year for the Sony. Like, no one even. All green, I'm looking at like Mr. Cut at the American Express. Ben Taylor is a play, he is a DK play, but you uh, don't 100%. write your what your article for what's your article for odds checker? It's outrights, right? Yeah, it's I just like, like to, the article that I used to do. Yeah, no, they were like, we need, yeah, they like, kind of like replaced, yeah, they kind of <laughs> replaced you with me. I'm still apparently allegedly <laughs> writing that article for them via golf monthly i guess they have a partnership with golf monthly now so they wanted to move that article and me to do it with golf monthly but i think they were basically just saying like we found this guy Kirshner that's better at this than you so like you, you know, are you, not you, you you're, releg- you're not relegated to golf i am not a better writer than you at all like not even a question um i don't know it. i i i do think that i am like I say this humbly, but I am a good writer. Hondo, I, make Hondo a lot of, I make a lot of typos, which people like to point out to me in my 7,000 word Rick run good articles that I don't have a fucking editor for. So yeah, there's going to be a fucking typo in a, you know, 7,000 word article that I'm writing by myself. But yeah, no, the odds checker article is awesome because it's not that it doesn't have to be long. Right. Yeah. And it's just what yeah. what are you doing? One or two outrights. Yeah, I was doing one and then they're like, we need to. And I was like, all right, I'm down. Like I'm because like I, I again, but can I, you can you pick any two or does it have yeah, to any, be any any two, any two I want? But like I'm like you, like, cause we used to go, we used to do this where you would write it and then like something would happen and you wouldn't want to bet him, but like I have to bet him. Like I wrote it yeah. up as my outright. So I'm like that's I want to wait as long as possible. Usually, I have one guy like yo, I'm hundo betting this guy. Well, but when guy when like, is the article due by? When do you have to get the yeah, article? Yeah, like midday by? Monday, and I can't really okay. write at work, so I got to write it Sunday. So, do you then, write it on Sunday night? I write it on Sunday, and then I have one guy I'm hundo betting. Like I wrote up Will, and then this morning I woke up and I was like, "Who's a guy that like I'm betting? It doesn't matter." And I was like, "Will Gordon, one forty. Like I'm betting that. Yeah, it's not and gonna, that's like, what the article my... should be. By the way, yeah. like I think it's like really dumb if your mindset going into that article was like, I'm going to write up Tony Finau and Xander Shoffley this week. Like, no, fuck that. Like write up somebody under 30 to one and write up another guy like over 50 to one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just whoever, like, like I just want to have two guys like I'm hundo betting. Cause I would never want to be in a situation where I wrote someone up as an outright. And then I didn't bet them like, yeah. or like I, I locked in too early and then I wanted to do some other things and I couldn't. So I just, well, that was know. a problem that I ran into with the Sunday pod. Once yeah. people started actually listening to the Sunday pod is that I would, I would talk about this guy and then the guy would become way more popular than I would think. And then I would pivot off 
him, especially in DraftKings. And people would be like, yeah. dude, what the fuck? You were singing this guy's praises in this Sunday. Like, so- ever heard of Leverage, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Is Leverage dead? Hasn't Chalk been kind of... I, you know, I, you I would know. Yeah, well, I haven't, I haven't really played DraftKings the first three weeks of the season because I have so much more new stuff on my plate that I'm doing this year as opposed to last year, like just more stuff on the back end of rec, just uh, of the site, just like a lot of, you know, TBD kind of under wrap stuff that we're doing for the I emoji stuff, big time. I emoji stuff that will be coming soon to the site promo code Andy. But so I like literally have gotten to Wednesday afternoons and yeah. it's just been like, I'm cooked. I'm not hand building 20 liners, but no, yeah, that, that's I, I just thing. feel like anecdotally, chalk has been performing yeah i mean dating back to last season yeah no like we've hung out on wednesday nights and i'm more like build a lineup on the pooper and like just kind of go off vibes and you're like no like i need like x amount of ownership like these guys can't be together you've seen my process my process takes two hours before i even make the lineup yeah no like i i yeah that's too much for me so i understand why you wouldn't um want to do that yeah um like if if you're super busy and all but um yeah no i think you you gotta play like well, like once, you said like you yeah. just gotta rip it yeah and then once i kind of get in the hang of it and figure out you know yeah. like my schedule a little bit better i'm still like getting used to my new schedule but um was the conversation with steve tough when you quit i mean no, like I didn't, I was kind of like looking for, no, it was fine. It was totally chill vibes. Um, there's no beef with the, uh, I was, they had a Sunday pod last night, like live, like after football, obviously listen to IGP before, but I enjoyed the the Sunday night. Like don't want to go to work tomorrow pod. That's, that's why I'm glad the Sunday preview is back. Have you been enjoying doing it or are you just like, nah, like I'm, I'm good. Um, It's a lot. And like, I'm not going to lie. It's my least favorite podcast to do. Like I enjoy this far more than I do enjoy doing a Sunday pod because like, I just can't speak for an hour and 15 minutes straight. So like I pause the pod sometimes in the middle, whether it's to take a piss or to take a drink of water or to hit my jewel or something like that. Like I just can't do it and i really like doing podcasts with other people like i really yeah. like having conversations like this and talking to my friends so i don't find that podcast like super enjoyable to do it takes a lot of research that i guess i'm doing anyway for the rec article but i think the plan is like all of the big events all of the elevated events all of the majors and then like see how I feel about yeah. the smaller events. Like I don't, I don't really want to do one for pebble next week. No, you should be honest with you. Like, but people really like that podcast. I get more complaints about that podcast, not being there than pretty much anything else I do. No, like I that- get, I get more people hitting me up. Like, where is the Sunday podcast than anything else that I do? And I get, more compliments on the Sunday podcast than anything else I do. Yeah, well, then so they should subscribe maybe, to Rick Run Good promo code Andy. 
Yeah, no, I know. And I have like a very loyal, devoted Rick run good fam. But I think there are a lot of people that listen to the podcast that don't want to pay for anything, which is completely yeah. understandable, by yeah. the way. But you're not going to get that level of analysis every week. Hundo, absolutely. Um, okay. So where are we at with football? Both of these games are like under three spreads, which is kind of cool. I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, I just want a quick victory lap. I said the Bills weren't good all year. They didn't have an impressive win. Didn't you bet the Bills to win the Super or you had Bills 49ers? Yeah, but that was when they were good though. Like that I bet them like when they were good. Like, but like for the rest of the season, I was like, So you didn't feel good about that bad heading into the playoffs? I would have no. loved that, that heading into last no. week. Yeah, I'll, nope. I'll, I'll hand up on that one because like I have been, I'm like two and three in the playoffs and obviously I crushed the regular season. But I, if you asked me who is going to win the Super Bowl at the start of the playoffs, I would have honestly told you the Bills. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like, was buying into the, the Hamlin thing. Yeah, like, no, I mean, like, in my opinion, Destiny their last vibes. impressive win was when they beat the Chiefs in like week four. Like they played, they had bad losses. They had bad losses in the fourth quarter. They played a lot of bad teams really close. Josh Allen um, also like kind of yeah. felt like he was battling something all year. Yeah, like just he was not lights out. They lost Von Miller. And it was just like, no. And my lock of the week was teaser with the Chiefs and the Bengals having it. Um, still down. That's right. It's all good. good. Like it's all good. <laughs> we're fine. But RIP Giants, I'm not really sure who were the I did think the bet, Vikings. Did you the, bet that game? No, no, I did not. Yeah. I did not bet that game. But the Vikings were a bigger fraud than the Giants, right? Like easy. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest on that one, too. I bet the Vikings minus three and thought the Vikings were going to win that game. But, like, you know how I feel about the Giants. I have felt that they've sucked all year. So I was actually, and and I was in the minority there. Like, I think Giants plus three was a really popular bet. Oh, 100%. They were the most popular. They were live dog. Yeah, and those guys are, like, hand up again. I was wrong on that one, which I'm after hitting 65% of my games against the spread for the last two years, I'm pretty comfortable admitting when I'm wrong. I was totally wrong about that Vikings giants game, but I, I, I was not, I was not ever like there was a camp of people that started comparing this giants team to the EY super bowl years, which I thought was insanity in sanity and there were people there are a lot of giants fans in my life that thought that there were like there was i i know i could off the top of my head i can count five people to you that i know bet giants money line last week yeah that's tough that's a tough one there um no i think the the whole moral of the story is that the vikings were like not only a fraud for the year, like one of the biggest frauds in NFL history. They the were one of, by the numbers, and, yeah, one yeah. of the worst DVOA yeah. teams to make the playoffs. Yeah, and their point differential was like like not good at all. I think it was negative. Um, yeah, it was like negative. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like I know ball. Like I just want to clarify, like I know ball. Yeah, so- You but, know that uh, when people say ball, they're talking usually about basketball. No, you can use it in any sport now. <laughs> I've I invented it. Like I invented saying you I know ball about every no. It actually started. I feel with the like World ball Cup. is like pretty objectively known as basketball. Okay, like what? Like it doesn't sound as cool. Like I know football. Like it just doesn't have the same. 
Like it's like saying that guy got that dog in him. Like there's no way to like like justify it or like put a numerical value on it. But like when you know ball, you know ball. Okay, so who's the bat? Who are the bats for division? (laughs) Okay, I didn't see this. The Bengals are now favored. Well, the Mahomes thing is such a question, and that's why I have such a hard time with that game because Mahomes feels like he's kind of banged up. And I'd even get a chance to watch all that um, Chiefs-Jaguars game, but didn't he get banged up pretty bad? Yeah, I mean they looked okay after, but like I think a full week to like. But recover, didn't like, didn't didn't he have to like exit the game? Henny was in for like a. Full yeah, Henny actually right? played well. Like, yeah, Henny actually was like pretty well. good. No, but the, I, but the Chiefs aren't like the Chiefs aren't. That's a Mahomes line. Like if if they're saying like, he's questionable, they don't know. Yeah, but if they thought if Vegas truly thought that he wasn't going to play, the Bengals would be favored by like six points. I, I disagree. Um, I don't think they would be that big of a favorite over With the Bengals. Chad Henney? The Bengals just beat them. La- no, 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 no. I'm saying if they, if Mahomes, okay. I, I thought No, I'm asking different. you, okay, so what would you make the line if Mahomes wasn't playing? Wasn't playing. Yeah, Correct. I, I agree. I agree. I thought it's you were Bengals, saying that. It's like Bengals I, minus seven, right? Yeah. I, I thought you were saying that if, um, if the if Mahomes had no questions that the Chiefs would be minus six. Like I, what what do you think that oh, line oh, is? Oh, oh, what do you think okay. that line is? Two and okay, a half. I see what you're saying. So you're saying if if Mahomes was a hundred percent healthy and did not get injured, what is the line in this game? I make it Chiefs two and a half. I agree Chiefs with you. Three. I don't even think like, it gets to three. I don't even yeah. think it gets to three. The yeah. bill the and again, another game that I was wrong about. I didn't bet it because I thought it was tough, but I thought the Bills were going to beat the Bengals last week and the Bengals completely outclassed yeah. them in all facets yeah. of the game. I think I'm going to bet the Chiefs, but okay. I do I do not feel good about it. Are you on the Bengals bandwagon? I, I mean, yeah, like I, I think the Bengals are the play. But like, I think all I those think... questions about the Bengals heading into last week, why that bills line was as high as it was and that was another funky one too like didn't that feel way too high for you i mean i I literally like tweet i was like are like people going to tell me that the uh the bills are the side because of recency bias and like i just never saw it with the bills being favored by that much and then the late steam and the number move made no sense the sharps were wrong i'm not really sure what happened there but like the bengals just beat the chiefs well was the bengals the Bengals yeah, are really banked up too. The Bengals are line. Yeah. Didn't they were dominating the, the line of scrimmage. So Their I, I don't know. Were great. Yeah. <laughs> like I love I, I like the Bengals like a hundred percent. Like they literally just beat the Chiefs. It's like last year. It's not like it can't be done. Um, and then if we have like, you know, Mahomes on one and a half legs, like I just the 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 Bengals are just extremely talented. So yeah, I, I like the Bengals minus one. I think they win. I think they go to another Super Bowl. Um, that's that's a that's a play for me. And then wh- what do you think about Eagles Niners? Again, Brock Purdy is kind of like the NFL version of Taylor Montgomery to me. Like yeah. I keep thinking that the lights are going to get too bright for him, or there's going to be some sort of regression, and just fucking hasn't happened. I mean, I didn't think he was. I didn't think he was amazing. I don't think he's been amazing by any means in the playoffs, but he does like more than enough to win games. Like he's, he's, he's above, he's above a replacement starter quarterback. This isn't a story of like an average to below average quarterback 
getting carried by an awesome roster. No, like Purdy's been good and yeah. Purdy's been additive to their success and Purdy has helped them win games despite them having the best roster. I probably lay Niners, but I feel terrible about it. I like the Eagles. I oh, think that, interesting. I, I could, think I could, I think that one's close. I could be sold. I on think Eagles. the Why Niners like beat like a absolute, like the Cowboys do this every single year in the playoffs and they played truly horrible and they had a lot of opportunities to win that game or at least cover the spread. And they completely gave it to the Niners. I think that the Eagles win was way, not that the giants are good, but I just think that no, Eagles but they, no, but way you're right. more they complete went, team. They went out there and made a statement. Yes. Whereas and the 49ers didn't make a statement against they the They did Cowboys. not make a statement. And I think the Eagles are the side. And you could, if you don't even want to mess around with the spread, I don't think it will be close. You could get the minus 135 on the money line. That's a hammy play after I lose all of my bets at the Farmers. Like, literally just save me Eagles and just like, just, I love the Eagles. Eagles and Bengals. But again, I think those are... Those are like the two sides that like if you watched football last weekend, you're like, yeah, those are the plays. Like that's that's an easy one. So you, maybe who, maybe it'll be you, easy. Who do you think wins that Super Bowl if it's Eagles, Bengals? Probably Bengals. What's right? the line? What do you make the line? I make the Eagles. Well, two like, and a well, half. it obviously de- yeah. you make the Eagles favored over the Bengals if they meet in the Super Bowl. They would be. That maybe. Well, it depends how both these teams look. This weekend obviously but no that feels like a pick them to me on a neutral site i just think the fact that the bengals have been there before and before this year hurts hadn't done shit and this coach hadn't done shit and i think with the injuries the eagles have a better roster but yeah, i think the eagles the fact, have a better roster hundo hundo but i think the fact that joe burrow's been to a super bowl Joe Burrow is like the most confident fucking dude on the planet. Like Joe yeah. Burrow has more confidence in his fucking hanky than I do in my entire body. I wish I like walked around the world the way that Joe Burrow did. I just think that he doesn't give a fuck. Like, let's say both. Well, I'm going to tweet it out after this because I want to see what people um, think. Let's say the Eagles and the Bengals both win by a touchdown. Like mm-hmm. both like like very like they don't like they both they just play won well. by touchdown. Yeah. They both played well. It, neither game was really that close. What is the line? I I agree it could be a pick 'em but I I, think would, I would give the Eagles the slight edge. I think it's a pick 'em. You think okay. it's minus 2.5? <laughs> I don't know about that, but I would say the Eagles are favored. Like I just I don't know. Yeah. I, I that that would be my Do you think like oh, like but 2.5 because a field goal once you talk field goal, like that's yeah. a no, yeah, know, no, it wouldn't be over three. Is, it wouldn't yeah. be over three. But like, I mean, right now the Eagles are best are plus two sixty to win, and the Bengals are plus two seventy to win. So yeah, but okay. again, that's more factored into that the Eagles are big, be, a uh, bigger favorite, um, and are more likely to make the Super Bowl again. I know ball, I know Vegas, I know lines that more than like who's more likely to win, um, the actual Super Bowl. But yeah, I, I'd be curious to what people say. About yeah, put what it the out line as a poll. Of, yeah, we'll put see what, what people see that. All right, Brian Kirscher, I gotta go. I gotta send this to my editor before I do another show with Rick. But what else you got going on this week? Oh yeah, me and Jeff are gonna go live tonight. Um, kind of like a a podcast, like love triangle with me, you and Jeff. We're all recording with each other. I love um, Jeff. within he's, one he's day. Fun. We'll talk some football. 
Um, I'll talk about the things I just talked about. Um, and yeah, so check that out. I think Follow he's me on, on Twitter. the. Uh, I think he's on the Willie Z train with you. Yeah, let's just do it. Like yeah. we got King. Well, I, I cannot wait. Like when Will Z is just missing putts on Saturday, and King <laughs> is just like texting me like the meanest things about him. I, I'm excited. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I may tweet a PSA to all the people that tweet ridiculous things about that expect golfers. every golfer to make every eight footer. I think it's the weirdest thing ever. Like the people that tweet about golfers missing putts over three feet. Like, I think it's weird. I just like, I, I think it shows a lack of understanding about golf, but I would say PSA this week, like all you tilters out there, this is the toughest course statistically to make putts inside 10 feet on the entire PGA tour. And it's all going to be, it's going to be players that are like looking at their putter, very confused, like what the fuck just happened. But that's the nature of Poa. It's a less consistent grass, but I interrupted you. Okay. So you've got tap and birdie. <laughs> Where can people find tap and birdie? It's live on Twitter, but you're live also on Twitter, blog. YouTube, you know, wherever you f- listen to podcasts, check it out. It'll be a good one. Um and yeah, I'm I'm excited for this golf season. Uh, what about the odds checker articles? Yeah, odds checker article articles out? up. I wrote up Willie Z and uh Willie G, my two Willies. Okay. And um yeah, I, I that's appreciate it. No other commitments? Um, no, not right now. I'm just just vibing, just okay. kind of like focusing on myself. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have no idea what that means. Does that mean yeah. more how are you being more health conscious? Yeah, I mean no boozing during the week. Like that's just kind of like that's pretty good. standard. Like no that's boozing good. during the week. Um, less less bagels. What I don't eat bagels anymore. I fucking love, I was like debating getting a bagel on the way to work. I'm like, yo, just drive by it. But I the one thing I am doing bagels. The one thing I am doing is no phone in the bedroom at night. So I charge my phone in another room. And I have like an alarm clock. It's like a sunrise alarm. So like 10 minutes before I want to wake up, it like gets brighter, wake up to birds chirping, not waking up and immediately scrolling, which is horrible for your dopamine levels. I don't know if anyone knows this. Do not go on your phone first thing when you wake up because that's all you're going to want to do all day. And that's all I want to do all day, but it makes it less so. So yeah, we're like New Year, New Brian. Things are good. Things are good. Things are vibing. All right, my friend. It was good to see you, and we'll do it again soon, buddy. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to pod with you, buddy. Yeah, good to pod, man. All right, later. All right, be good, bro. All right, that is it for the podcast. We'll be back on this feed next week. Pretty unlikely that I do a Sunday show for Pebble Beach. That is not a tournament that I am expecting a very good field for. But we'll see. The enthusiasm for the Sunday pods continue to humble me and uh, make all the work uh, and time it takes to do all the research worth it. So good luck with your bets this week. Enjoy the golf. Enjoy the football. And we'll see you next week. Cheers. If I ventured in the slipstream Between the viaducts of your dream where my world still runs crack And the dead shed the back road stop